This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. In retrospect, it's so crazy that, that every once in a while it dawns on me. It's it's the fact that Jerry Lawler. I guess that I guess that clip must be like four years old now. They hit me with the whatever that guy's name is is maybe maybe five years old. I, I like to think uh-huh. Jerry and I are quite friendly at this point. You know who I interviewed today for, for Cheap Heat on Friday, Don? Very excited about it. Ric Flair. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a safe one to throw out there. Triple um, H. Triple H, uh, no. The, uh, Sabu. Now you love mentioning Sabu. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, an interesting guest by you. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Undertaker. No. Uh, all, all people I've chatted with, well... Paul Bearer. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to see Paul Bearer anytime soon, you know what I mean? Oh, he's no longer with us. That's right. How oh, ironic! Would you like that? to see him? That would be fun. Mm. If he, if he, you know, resurrects. If he resurrects, then sure. But if it's yeah. the other way, I'm not interested. I, I, I interviewed two people today from my childhood that, in, in an odd way, to me are connected. Mike and Mindy on Hot 97. I interviewed uh, Flavor Flav this morning. Yay! Okay. And then this afternoon for Cheap Heat, I interviewed the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Interesting. What's that's a, Kevin Hart's brother, right? Kevin Hart's brother, Jimmy. That's right. His older brother, Jimmy. What's up, baby? You good? It's interesting because Jimmy Hart is 80 and his younger brother, Kevin's 45. Well, you know, parents go wild. That's right. So anyways, look for that on Cheap Heat on Friday, though. I was very excited as a wrestling fan to talk to Jimmy Hart, who's a, who's a treasure and has great stories about Andy Kaufman because he was, he was in Memphis m- managing Andy Kaufman when Andy Kaufman was a wrestler. Do you guys know how, just last thing on this, because this surprised Please. me. Please. Do you guys know how long Andy Kaufman wrestled for? Five years? No, it had to be just a few months, probably, right? Probably wasn't very so, long. So, so Michael ruins the whole thing, right? <laughs> you know when people do that? When people throw out an answer that's so wrong, because they're so just throwing it out there that it ruins the point. The point was good. So pretend Michael didn't say what he just right. said. You would have said... Just a few months, maybe. Two years. Not really, it was two, that Why long. is five years so off? How dare you? Because it's insane to think that. Like, Don's thought makes sense. You, you well, assume- well, But he, he did it two years, so it's not insane. Yeah, but you didn't know that at all. You were just throwing out a oh, crazy I thought random that he, number. I thought that he did wrestle a while. I know he wrestled... He, that was the, the Letterman appearance. Take a walk. I could guess whatever I want. Yeah, you mm. could, but he's right. You did ruin all this. <laughs> I did not ruin it. <laughs> because, because me, as a hardcore wrestling fan and Andy Kaufman fan... I always assumed, like, Don, it was maybe six months, something like that. I was shocked to find out it was two years. And that didn't age well at all. What, the wrestling with it? <laughs> well, it aged fine. You wouldn't do it now. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think it would work. I think people understood it was a different time. By the way, guys, ENN tonight, this is very exciting. It's brought to you by our friends over at Security Dodge. Go see Michelle Scalise, and you know what to do. Come get some. Come, come get some. Get some. They ruined the Knicks Mavericks game. Sprained ankle. Who is? Doncic. Oh, come on, Luca. Oh, come on. And it's probably fake, too. You know what? I'll take the take it, though, if you're the Knicks. You have Kyrie you know against Jalen, though. And you know what, though? The, 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 the Knicks... The Knicks are in that period right now. We haven't spent a lot of time on the Knicks. We always spent a segment on them earlier. The, the Knicks get their fifth straight since getting OG, right? Mm-hmm. 
And remember last week, or Monday, we had uh, Donica Lanut on the show, a.k.a. Monica McNutt. And, and I asked her, you know, what do the Knicks sort of have to do to show you that they're entering a different version of this team? I think they've already showed that now, Don, the way they've won the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Now, when you play a decent team that's missing a star player, do what good teams do and, and dominate. And beat them. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they, they played the Sixers with the, with their star players. That's and right. They annihilated them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So now continue to do what good teams do. You beat teams that are good. You destroy teams that are down a player. That's because what I want to see is a Knicks team that at the All-Star break is 10 games over 500. Then we're talking about something that is, to me, different than what we've seen the last few years. It is a whole step uh, up. Let's hear from, you guys want some Sleepy Tom Bobos? Yes, no. Rockabye and goodnight? Not really. Uh, here's Tom Thibodeau talking about beating up on Portland last night. You just, you know, continue to play hard each possession. Teams can come back. And you're always concerned. So you're striving to be a 48-minute team. You know, a lot of good things we did for three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, not as good as we should have. Now, more from Sleepy Tom Bombo. How good was it for OG to have a game like that? Yeah, it was great. Great. Just good rhythm. You know, a very aggressive early. I thought the defensive activity to start the game was real good. Uh, we got some turnovers, got into the open floor. Then I thought our guys did a really good job of attacking the zone, you know, getting into the gaps and then making plays for each other. So they created advantages and they shared the ball. And then I thought we were tied together defensively. So the rebounding was good. Stop it. You know, we got careless, at, you know, at the end Come of the on. half and then in the fourth quarter with the turnovers. <laughs> People are in the car. They can't fall asleep. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sleep. I don't know what you were asking to stop. The music or him? Him. <laughs> I mean, that was... that was The music that was, was exceptional. I, I, I love him as a coach. I do. And he's a really he's good He's doing guy. a hell of a job. But you you would not know they're on this run by his post-game press conferences. Well, no. He's a very even guy. Yeah. Sleepy even, time. even. Sleepy you don't hire people for their press conferences. If you do, it's the wrong hire. Now, a guy that you uh, he's very excitable. Let's say good evening to Michael K. When I rip my throat open, and to Don, I think I'd rather eat a finger than an animal carcass. I, I, <laughs> good evening to myself. Why not just keep sucking more from people? And uh, Michael and Don. The Yankees have played seven doubleheaders this year, Don and Peter. <laughs> That's fourteen games. What do you think yeah. their record is? Six and one. <laughs> It'll always be good. And, and, and by the way, I get what he was saying, but it's still just fantastic. Anyway, right. sh- shout out to the Knicks. They keep on rolling. How about uh, Stephen A? Stephen A, you starting to finally feel your New York Knicks? I'm feeling very, very good right now. I mean, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics, and, and that's the only team definitively I feel like the Knicks wouldn't beat. Milwaukee's defense is highly suspect. I think Adrian Griffin's job could be in trouble uh, after this season if he doesn't get this team together defensively. Um, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. They are obviously a team to be reckoned with. They sent the, the Knicks home in the postseason last year, but the acquisition of Anunoba has definitely improved their defense immensely. Plus, it's given Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle more opportunities um, to be the offensive focal point for the team, and they've capitalized off of it. So I'm very happy with what I'm seeing right now. I still think they're a piece away, no doubt about it, but they definitely have upgraded. I actually have nothing bad to say 
about the New York Knicks. I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing. I'm very excited, but I'm tempering it because I don't want to get too beside myself. But I'm happy. Now, Stephen A., not as happy on the subject of a certain media personality who I've learned and Stephen has shared with the world that he will be addressing one time only, guys. One time only. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to be addressing a certain person in the media who's had some choice things to say about Stephen and many other subjects over the years. An absolute low life of a human being. I've never been so more excited to see a takedown than what we're going to see from Stephen A. on his podcast. Here's a little uh, snip of Stephen A. on his episode that's dropping tonight on the Stephen A. Smith Show. Jason Whitlock. I said that name. It's not a name I've uttered. I normally don't do that, but it's necessary to do now. I've had enough of that fat bastard. That piece of shit. And I want to make sure that before I go to break, I want anyone out there who watches me, anyone out there who knows me, anyone out there, no matter what you think of me, I want you to remember, I never talk about him. I never talk about my colleagues. I don't do that. This is a first, but it's necessary. And when I say don't talk about him, I mean don't talk about him literally. I don't get in on him like I'm about to do now. I literally called my pastor and asked for his forgiveness and understanding in advance because he's not going to recognize the person he's about to hear. I did the same when I emailed the bosses at ESPN. This is my podcast. I own and operate this. I do what I want on this podcast, but it doesn't mean that I still don't harbor a responsibility to at least give my daytime employers a heads up as to what I'm about to do. My sisters, my nieces and nephews, my boys in the industry, everybody. Everybody that I could reach out to in time has been warned. It's time for me to address this. I'm only going to do it once because this bastard is worth less than a damn cockroach. He wanted my attention. He's got it. We're going to have Stevens pastor on tomorrow. <laughs> yes. yeah. You know what? You know what I'm wondering about Jason Whitlock after the segment drops, guys. What's that? I got to tell you, I think Jason Whitlock will feed off of it. Well, pun intended. None. And then say something stupid because Steven's all over him. I, Intellectually, talent-wise. Yeah, yeah, it's not a spot. It's really, it would, it, 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 if it was a fight, they'd stop it at the bell. Might be a lost cause, my <sighs> G. The really underrated part of lost cause, my G, listen to Laura's sigh. Might be a lost cause, my <sighs> G. <sighs> what what Mike, a great when, sigh. Yeah, Mike, when I say listen to it, I mean... Well, no. I listened. This is interesting to listen to, uh... You want to hear Luis Severino getting introduced as a New York Met? Yes. I mean, this is interesting. I want to say thank you to David Stern, the Yankee, uh, sorry, the Mets organization Ooh. for uh, giving this opportunity to be you know, here. I get it, but it, it still bothers me. Oh, it's a tough, that's tough. Now, well, but that, that bothered me more. So now I'm over it. What bothered you? The you relishing in it. No, I'm not relishing it. Yes, you come uh, on, no, play I'm back. not. Play Why it back. I'm relishing it. I want to say thank you to David Not that, him. Yankee, uh, play sorry, Michael back. Believe me, I wasn't relishing. I mm. said, that's rough. Mm. Now, I am with uh, you, you have the Harrison Bader thing, Peter? Because they were announced together. Do I have the Harrison Bader piece here, Andy? You don't need to. I can paraphrase. All right, go ahead. Paraphrase for me. Harrison Bader said, you know, even when I play for the Yankees, I could definitely 100% see myself playing for the Mets. A lot of my family are Mets fans. Harrison. Come to, come back. Harry, I love you. I really do. I, I have spent long periods of time talking with your mom and dad. They are diehard Yankee fans. Yeah, but he's got more family than just immediate there you go. family. Harrison Again, Bader 
is a diehard Yankee oh, fan. Not anymore, not. I mean, talk about like shape shifting well, for the team minute. that you're going to. You're oh, wrong on this. No, thing. I'm not wrong. Well, you don't know if you're right. Uh, At least give me okay, that because so you don't know he's got an extended family. So, but what's who's more important to you than your mother and father? Oh, but he said he had a lot of family. He does have a lot of family. They call the show. Okay, yeah, right? and that, the guy who calls the show. Is a Yankee uh, fan. Mr. Bayo is so, a Yankee so fan. So why don't the mom and dad are Yankee All right, fans. but so, he might have cousins and other okay. relatives so he, that are Met you, fans. Uh, why is what, it Don, so impossible, Yankee boy? I apologize. He has 18, 19 uh, separated cousins that are big Met fans. Well, you know he's he's such a... Will you right, play it back? I have it. I have it. Calm down. Here is the relishing. It was to relish or not to relish. I get it, but it, it still bothers me. It's a tough... That's tough. Now, but that, that bothered me more. So now I'm over it. Now, Peter, be honest. Was I relishing? It's tough. Let me listen one more time. I get it, but it, it still bothers me. It's a tough. That's tough. Yeah. Now, well, but yeah. that, Dude, that, that bothers I, me I've more. talked it over Phenomenal. with some people. We've, we've, we've family. After further review, <laughs> the play stands. That is absolute relishing on behalf of you Michael. 15-yard. That's a personal foul. 15-yard relishing penalty. You I was hear not, first of all, I said it's tough for the Mets. No, you went tough. You, you, get, you could hear it the smile. It is tough. You know what? Oh, you, got, you, you guys oh, don't on. know me. You know, my, my, no, I know you better than you know yourself. Go tongue kiss each other. And by the way. What? Yeah, I don't know what? if that, that makes no sense. But if you want to go back in time, if this was a face mask penalty, if they had the 5 and 15-yard varietal, this would be the 15-yard yeah. varietal personal foul relishing on the offense. Just own it. It's the lack of ownage that bothers me. If I was mocking it, I would have no problem saying, I don't know. yeah, no, I'd well, mock well, it. Well, obviously, in this case, you did, because everybody agrees that you had a big smile on your face when you said it. And then the, the idea that Harrison Bader can't have family members that are Met fans, they all grew up in New York, but they all have to be Yankee I fans? I believe, and I, I like Harrison Bader. He is full of it. He is full of it. He He's doing the right thing. He, he wants to make nice to his employer that gave him $10.5 million, but he's full of it. His family is full of Yankee fans. All right, but full he, of them. He, he, he just said he also has a lot that are Met fans. Is yeah, it that the, impossible to, say to believe? say that he could 100% see himself playing for the Mets last year, really? All right, Come well, on. That, that, part, that part's a little more of Come a reach. On. But on. But, Michael, your assertion... That there's not Met fans in the family. Oh, you you want to oh, die listen. on that hill? Oh, no, I, I. Of course, there are Met fans in the family. He has an extended family. His mother and father. Yeah. The the, the, the father grew up living and dying for Mickey Mantle. Harrison Bader's doing this for his third cousin. Stop it. Stop well, no, it. He's not, it's he, not he, first of all, you're, you're, he didn't say he's doing it for them. He's <laughs> just saying he just that said. he could see the transition because he does have family members that are Met fans. And so he, he could see himself being a Met, that he didn't feel like it's that big of a deal because whenever you leave one team to go to another, there's a feeling, how can a Yankee play for the Met? And he's telling you well, it's not a big deal. I don't agree with that. Right, and all, that's all he's saying is, is that, well, first of all, he wants to play Major League Baseball. And so he, also, he, he likes playing in New York, of course. Well, that's a great move for him. him. It's a great move But I don't think him. it was... Listen, all these guys throw out... Oh, I always grew up a Yankee fan, or my dad was a Yankee fan. All that we all know. There's a, a, always some exaggeration in the press conference, but I don't think it was that crazy the way you did that he, that he has no you Met fans family at all. I mean, he, this is this is his. I don't know if you've heard this, Don. This was Bader's original Yankee press conference. I've been a Yankee fan since 1938. He just had a cold. He was under the weather that day. <laughs> I've been a Yankee fan since 1967. Ah, oh, boy. 
I've uh, been a Yankee fan since 1980. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, John, you... Joey Salvia just put something out on X. Well, he's on a camel. What's going on? Because it's hump day. It's Wednesday. Don't you get it? Oh, no, I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's why I asked you these Wait, things. so what, what did he pull? So why is he on a camel? Where well, did he get a camel? I don't know. He's, he's on, Him and Roman, his son, are on a camel. He has a picture. Why he has that picture, I don't know. But he posted it because it's Wednesday. And what's Wednesday, Peter? Hump day. And what do camels have? Humps. There you go. Lovely lady lumps. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, uh, you guys want to hear from Toronto Raptors uh, head coach Darko Ryakovich? Uh, today I do. No, Michael, you're going to want to hear this. I've heard this. He was not happy about the officiating uh, in the loss of the Lakers last night. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight, and this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. <laughs> I love it. This He's is not wrong either. But, but, well, he'll, he'll be fine. Did, did you hear LeBron? No, what LeBron well, said. They committed more fouls than we did. It's a complete crap. <laughs> See, I didn't think crap was a singular, the way he said it. It's a complete crap. Well, it depends, I suppose. It, it, like an entire... Not Don's case. What do you mean? The soft serve and everything. Uh, in your pants. <laughs> I know Chocolate you're... soft serve in your pants. <laughs> Can any of these stories have a happy ending? In your pants. Oh. <laughs> we talked about that in Would You. <laughs> we did. You don't want. Don't, so, don't kiss each you other. You would prefer your boss <laughs> yeah. walking. And by the way. What? That reaction. It, it, no. Cro- it, didn't, it didn't cross a line as far as being offensive, but it tells you that he's got a real problem with us. That he went there. Who? Because yeah. we just happened to agree on a take. He thinks we're now tongue kissing each other. Yeah. No, no, I said you should be. But but it was so. I think everybody would agree. If no, we they t- wouldn't. If Why we, don't we run it up the poll? If we ran that up the poll and connected the audio to it and said, "Is Michael clearly relishing this moment and and laughing at the Mets a bit and being Yankee boy?" A hundred percent are saying yes. Do you realize, Peter, I mean, I haven't even said this on the air, but this is like breaking news. Go ahead. Because the Mets are accumulating so many Yankees, I'm going to be doing 60 games on SN1. Is that true? Yeah. They wanted the voice of the Yankees to do 60 games. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. Hmm. Yeah. I I knew you'd be impressed. No, it's doing well. well, well. Did Howie do a bunch of Yankee games back in the day when you had Elster and Santana and Doc and Darrell? As a matter of fact, Cone. he did, yes. All right. Yeah. Just wondering. Yeah. Dan Graziano. Oh, uh, he went up and in. He this was, is Ryan giving a bow tie to somebody. This is uh this is from the National Morning Program. 
um, unsportsmanlike. Had some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron's, you know, sort of living down to his reputation in a lot of ways as a attention-hungry, you know, self-absorbed individual that, you know, you hear a lot of things about how he's been in the Jets building since he got there and they're positive, you know. Con artists can be very convincing, <laughs> and uh, I think if he's if he's got the Jets fooled about who he is, then that's too bad for them, and eventually they'll pay the price for it. But uh, he's obviously uh, a liar and a, a, a narcissistic con artist uh, who is bad for everything he touches, and I think ultimately the Jets will pay the price. It's a complete now, crap. I don't know <laughs> if you can eviscerate somebody more without raising your voice. It was it was it was surgical. I love. I, I really enjoyed it. I really, I want to get there. I want to be able to do that. Just narcissistic never. con man. He didn't even raise the level of his voice. I, I truly, truly enjoyed that. Um, we we've been talking a lot today about Pete Carroll, who is out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He apparently <laughs> will stay like in that. Seattle. That's a good job. Um, but he was asked today about wanting to coach still. I competed pretty hard to be the coach, just so you know, because I, I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished, and not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. So in that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions, and we got to a good part, a good clean spot where it made sense, and you know, went along with, the, with their intentions. I wonder if he has a lawsuit, because they clearly fired him because of his age. You can't fire him because of ineffectiveness. No. What? They fired him because of his age. Yeah, that's a huge accusation. Who are you, Aaron Rodgers? No, that, you, you have don't no think ev- they fired him because of it. Uh, you heard Dan Rossi say because Adam Schefter said because he's not, he can't communicate with young players. So they fired him because of his age. I, don't, I, I, I think that's still a huge accusation. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, listen, this is not the only coaching change we've seen this offseason that is... You know, you you you're a little bit surprised by, and it doesn't mean it's because of his age. Well, but but Mike Vrabel got fired, and he's a great coach, but he's had two awful years, one and nine in his division over the last two years. So you can make well, the case. What's the case it, for Pete Carroll? Well, well, is technically it could be because of his age, but I'll ask the question, legitimate question: Is it ageism if you say we're probably on a two or three year plan? He's seventy two, and we're not sure that we're, when when we finally feel like we're going to be ready to win that we think that he's still going to be a coach that we're going to want. Like is, 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 I guess technically you know it is. It, but it, it, could, it could be straddling the line of that, Don. Well, but, well, either, but, but is, either that, way, is that so wrong to say, well, by the time we're ready to compete, because we're probably maybe we're going to try to draft a quarterback, move on from Geno Smith, or we're going to try to rebuild, and we think it's going to take maybe three or four years to get where we want to go, and will he be our coach at 75, 76? Will he want to coach at that age? Like, I... I'm with you. I, I I would not. I think he's a vibrant 72. I think he's a terrific coach. I think it's a huge mistake. But I think it's unfair to just say it's ageism because you let go of a coach that's 72 I, years I, old. That, that's all I'm saying. Well, I, I'm not saying it is. I, I think it, it could be considered. Well, now you're changing. Now you're no, no, no. Do you believe that his age had something to do with them letting him go? Something, but I think also yes. the fact. Okay, it's, then it's hold ageism. On, hold on, but real quick, in the last three years, you go from a guy who six years ago, ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four. The last three years, it's seven and ten, nine and eight, nine and eight. Uh, you know, listen, that'll you do. You know what? Get into, uh, that would get him into the Jets Hall of Fame. It's great three years. Well, no one's the Jets. That'll do it for ENN. Brought to you by Security Dodge Shop twenty four seven at securitydodge.com. And go see Michelle Scalise and come get some. See you. Talk to you tomorrow. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.